I welcome everyone to another episode of the Rob the Genius Podcast, and this episode, I uh, finish it right after the Super Bowl, or the morning after the Super Bowl. This episode, we have uh, Grammy talk, Grammy voting talk, top 50 rappers talk, <laughs> a lot of music there, huh? and um... The latest in dating absurdity. <laughs> and I'm going to get a little serious about uh, John Morant. Uh, the guy plays for Memphis Grizzlies. There's a lot of talk about him and associates. Um, so, yeah. That's what we're going to be on this week. Um, I'm not going to waste any time here because, like y'all know, I, I always record the intro last. And which is why a lot of times it's like, okay, go. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but um, I, I will start out with a, a special, special happy birthday to the greatest mom in the world. And that is my mother, you know, of course. Uh, she hit 80. Um, still going strong. Still, just so thankful to have her here still. You know, I talked about my dad passing. A year and a half ago now. Um, thankfully, his mom's still here. Um, and just one thing, you know, if you're, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have a good relationship with your parents, then don't pass up, you know, a chance to spend time with them or even just to hear their voice on the phone um that's one thing that I've gotten more appreciative of you know since my dad passed away or, or actually since you know um, I think I've mentioned he had dementia he was in a nursing home for a while um so I'm just gonna say this look um if you're fortunate enough to be to have a good thing with your parents then don't, you know, don't pass up a chance to talk if nothing else. Or to, or to listen to them or just to hear them talk to you. Right? It's it's good. It's a, it's it's you know, it's a thing to be thankful for. And look for those of you who who are unfortunately don't have a good thing with your parents going on, hope and pray that if it's at all possible that, that you that you get there. And for those of y'all who, you know, if you if you weren't raised by your biological parents, you know, if you were raised by someone else, you know, other family member, foster parent, or, you know, adopted parent, whatever, um, you know, don't turn down an opportunity to hear their voice again or to spend a few minutes with them again. Um, it can really be, it, it, it just can really make your day better, make your life better. And so, thank you, Mom, for everything uh, you've done. Thank you for everything you still do. And just, you know, love you. And I know you, like you don't listen to this show. And I'm kind of glad that you don't because I'm sure you would have some comments um, about some of the things I say here. <laughs> but um, so basically I'm saying this for all, for all of you listeners out there. 
but anyway, all right, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it. Um, we got some stuff to, <laughs> we got some wild stuff to kick around here this time. All right, so I just finished watching the Grammys and the first time in a while. I used to watch the Grammys every year. It's, it's generally my favorite award show. Yeah, because what's the most inclusive? And in terms of like generations and genres of stuff. And um, it's a good show. I'm not as familiar today. Well, I know I know most of the, most of the current artists. I just don't listen to all their material like I used to. You know, back in you know ten years ago or so. But you know, Lizzo was great. Beyonce, of course, is Beyonce, and like Adele's great. Mary J still doing it. Um, You know, those are the main ones that kind of stood out for me from this year's show. Um, but you know, some of the best stuff is when they bring when they bring the old folks up on stage. Um, this year it was Stevie Wonder and Smokey Robinson. You know, they played the hits, and it, it was it was great. Um, but the highlight the highlight of the night was. They, you know, they had a, it was like a 14 minute, you know, just tribute to hip hop. Because, you know, um, as an art form, as a music form, uh, it turned 50 years old this year. So they had this long tribute, you know, of people from the very beginning, you know, from Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five, all the way up to people today. I think, wow, what's the girl's name? Glorilla, or I think uh, I don't know. And I'm see, I'm showing my age here, but um, but look, they look, they ran through. I mean, so many of the legends from my childhood, you know, got to do a bit. Um, well, Run DMC, LL Cool J, Busta Rhymes, Public Enemy, you know, Ice T, Queen Latifah. Missy Elliott, um, they got <laughs> Scarface, Ghetto Boys, um, Big Boy from Outkast, you know, but, but, um, <laughs> they had too short, too short, it was on stage, um, okay, if you, if you don't understand, you know, too short, getting to go on stage at the Grammys is just something else. I mean, that is truly a, you know, what the hell's going on kind of moment. Now, fortunately, there are a lot of people that weren't, didn't make it up to the stage part. Um, well, I understand the original, you know, thing was 23 minutes. It got cut down to 14 for TV. Um, but it was still great. It really was. Um, who else was there? Uh, well, Taylor Swift didn't perform. She was there. Um, I'm not a Taylor Swift hater at all. Uh, 
she's not a great singer by you know, but she's a great she's a great songwriter, right? She writes um you know, look she does pop music. She's a great you know, um pop songwriter. And look she's got a shit ton of just really catchy songs. And, you know, At this point, look, I mean, it's fine to, like, not be a Taylor Swift fan. I wouldn't call myself a Taylor Swift fan, but, you know, I recognize, look, she writes some really good songs, some really catchy songs, and, um, look, that's, that's the lane that she's in, right? She's a, she's a pop singer or a pop artist, so that's what you get. That's what she's supposed, I mean, the biggest, most important thing is that you write some catchy songs. And she does that. Um, but, you know, album of the year, um, it was, I mean, this was a loaded category. Bad Bunny, Adele, Beyonce, Lizzo, Mary J. Blige, all in the same category. Any of them would have been fine. Any of them would have been fine. So, of course, they gave it to Harry Styles. Who, you know, before tonight, you know, I couldn't, look, I couldn't have just distinguished between Harry Styles and AJ Styles, right? I mean, but um, but um, yeah. So a lot of people were just like, really, what in the hell is this? Because you know, Beyonce, once again, snubbed for album of the year. Um, this is like the third one she put out that should have won. Um, that's kind of ridiculous. But um, yeah, because um, look, the way these awards shows work. First of all, the voting process is terrible because there are always people every year, and this year was no exception. There was another one of those articles written again where they, you know people talk to the voters, and this guy, that one guy that was quoted, said, "Hey, I didn't listen to everything. You know, I voted for ABBA because I'm an ABBA fan way back, and I feel like ABBA didn't ever got the just due, and this album was. He even said the album was pretty good, not great." But he voted for Abba because he, you know, goes back with Abba all the way back. And he said Abba never got their due. And he also said that, you know, well, Harry Styles is a boy band, so I can't never take that seriously. And then, but, 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 but the clincher was when he said that, well, every time Beyonce puts something out, it's a super huge big deal. And we're all supposed to be quicker than the boots. So basically, he's saying that, you know, because she put out this album and because it was this big deal and it was presented as a big deal from day one and became a big deal, basically he wasn't going to vote for it. But then, look, that goes on with the Oscars. It goes on. I mean, in the Emmy Awards, there are people who just will not vote. Like, for example, Oscar season, there are people who admit to go on record as the saying, well, I'm not voting for anything from that studio. They, you know, or... Hey, the black people won enough last year. We don't need to do it again so soon. Um, 
And that's how we end up with this stuff. And yeah, Harry Styles is kicked straight right now. And look, while I don't encourage it, shoot, I'll feel bad for you, dude. Whatever. You got over this here, partner. But anyway, listen, um, If you want to rectify the situation even a tiny bit, which is all we can do, you know, go buy some music from the better artists. Go stream music from the better artists. Call it a day. Well, even with all that, had fun. It was a good show. And I'll be back next year. Yeah, Grammys. Except for the art, you know, album of the year award that stinks. Stinks out loud jerks anyway let's move on all right so uh, i got some more grammy stuff here and i mentioned before about how like you know some of the voters don't even listen to the stuff all the nominees or whatever um so here so i got some proof of that so this is from an article in variety uh and look this happens every year it happens before the oscars and before grammys i think before the Emmys, I think also they do these, you know, either Variety or some other magazine does this, they run some article where they talk to some of the voters. And it basically just, every year it exposes the process that these folks are not going, <laughs> a lot of these folks are just going off of vibes. Okay, and let me just read you some quotes here. Okay, this voter, a music business veteran in his 70s, all right, so for record of the year, um, he says, I try to be ecumenical, but there's a significant percentage of music I've never heard. It's a lot of work to listen to all of it. <sighs> I guess I'm a bad voter because I didn't do my diligence. <sighs> but that's my right. I voted forever. They used to get short shrift because they were dismissed as pop fluff, but I've always been a fan. The new album is not their best ever, but it's pretty good. I really hope they win something, but I doubt they will. I would have voted for Adele. It's easy on me if ABBA wasn't in the category. Okay, so that's about rec record of the year is, you know, song of the year, basically. All right. And so they voted for ABBA. Not because they thought ABBA was the best of, you know, the nominees. No. Which, in fact, and they admitted they didn't listen to all the nominees. They voted for ABBA because they felt sorry for ABBA. Because they like ABBA. And, you know, they felt ABBA's always gotten a raw deal because they did pop fluff music, right? Or their music was dismissed as pop fluff. And this person felt like they've always gotten a raw deal. So now they're voting for ABBA to right the wrong, basically. Um, even though they admit this wasn't their best work. Right? Um, but it is pretty good. And I really hope they win. They, they hope they win something. Right? Now, obviously, I mean, if you vote for somebody, it's because you want them to win. But, you know, it's kind of wishful thinking, you know, I hope they win something. Yeah. <laughs> 
I would have voted for Adele if ABBA wasn't in the category. So they admit, like, there's one song that they truly do think was good, or maybe better, or more deserve, or the and more deserving. But the group they like is there, so they're gonna vote for the group that they like. Yeah. Okay. Um, even though, again. This would be like, for me, right? You know, I'm the big super YouTube super fan. Okay. Um, their last album was good. From a songs of experience, it was a good album. It was the best album they'd put out since. Um, how do I, yeah, in like, over 10 years? Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. But it wasn't Joshua Tree, it wasn't Octum Baby, all right, it wasn't either of those, it wasn't, you know, All You Can't Leave Behind, it wasn't one of their best albums, it was a good album, okay. If I had voted for Songs of Experience over whatever else came out that year, it would have been a joke, okay. And so this guy voted for ABBA, and in his own, his or her own words, ABBA basically put out a, a song that was like the Songs of Experience album for you too. Good album. Best work they've done in a while. But clearly not their best. Right? And also this person admitted to not, not listening to everything. Okay. And look, I don't expect you to listen to every song from every artist. No. But if you're a voter in the Grammys, then you should, at least in the most important categories, you should listen to the stuff. Right? In record of the year, you should listen to the songs. Album of the year, you should listen. Even if you can't listen to every song from every album, you should listen to enough from each album to say, to give yourself an idea, okay, of what's good and what isn't. All right. And if there's like, look, if you, if you like, if you don't listen to rap music at all, then just don't vote in that category, right? That's what you should do. But that's not what this person did. Again, and now for album of the year, right? This, the same person voted for ABBA again. And, and listen to the explanation. Again, ABBA with Beyonce. The fact that every time she does something new, it's a big event, and everyone's supposed to quake in their shoes, it's a little too portentous. Now, hell, I didn't know, I'd never seen the word portentous, but I thought maybe he's trying to say pretentious, I don't know. Um, I hold, and no, this, this, wait, there's more, okay. So, I hold Harry Styles' origin story against him. He's from a boy band, and I never took those acts seriously. Okay, so... First of all, this part, they voted for ABBA again. And they're, now their initial reasoning for voting for ABBA in, in the other category was that they felt ABBA got a bad rap for being a pop group. Okay. But then, so you feel bad for ABBA for getting that label, but then you slap that same label on Harry Styles <laughs> and punish him for it. What's going on here? Um, but, you know... That's contradictory and, you know, whatever, enough. But then we have this whole thing about Beyonce, right? The fact that 
every time she does something new, it's a big event. Everyone's supposed to quit. Okay, so because so because Beyonce makes a big production out of her albums, she puts a lot of time and effort into her albums. She comes up with a theme and a big concept and all of this stuff so that this is not just a bunch of songs somebody slapped together. All right, this is a, a work of art, you know. And so because she puts all of that into it and because fans and most people recognize it as being a big work of art even if they are not a fan of hers even if they don't like her music they recognize what she is and how great she is and all of that right but you sir or ma'am you have a problem with that right she's not meek and humble enough for you I guess All right, uh, switching from music to the National Basketball Association, um, there is, there's been the past couple of weeks some chatter stories about Jai Morant. And basically the short version is that he's got some hoodlum friends and who've been acting a little wild, and now people are concerned about Jai Morant and what, what this may end up doing to him in his career. Um... You know, and some people have come out and said point blank and said that, dude, uh, you're not, you know, you're not a hood, you're not, you know, a thug, you're not one of, you know, in that life, you know, you need to stop perpetrating um, that type of talk. Um, man, look, I just remember growing up where I grew up. Um, I grew, I grew up in PG County, right outside of Washington D.C., right on the border, and it was crazy because, you know, Washington D.C. or Southeast Washington D.C. was, you know, labeled the hood, ghetto, what have you, but along that border, there were some, there were mm-hmm. sections along that border where, you know, there were every bit as middle class as the neighborhood I grew up in in PG County. All right, and then there was some stretches on our side of the border that were hood, so to speak, right? Um, so it was a real mashup of, you know, basically almost zip codes, really, depending on, you know, there. So as a result, um, and looking because of just, well, just to give you all a little history here, you know, racial segregation has often trumped economic segregation for black people so whereas yeah you might have you know you might you know rich white neighborhoods where the rich white folks who live there never or rarely if ever come into contact with you know middle class or poor white folks so to speak um whereas with us, man, you run into everybody. <laughs> I mean, so there's, there's just a mix. So there are, yeah, in certain just environments, you know, social settings, going to the store or whatever, yeah, you might have, you have kids from two-parent homes where both the parents are making, you know, good money, decent money, whatever. In the same spot with, you know, some guy who's out here selling drugs. 
right? And so there's just there's often a mashup of income levels, family structures, you know, education levels, etc. Because we get segregated on race first before you know we get segregated based on money. So what does that got doing anything? Well, you know, I mean. Because you get this exposure to all different, you know, types. Yeah, I mean, you you have you have kids who, or, or even young adults who, you know, are who, you know, imitate emulate people who are living basically a criminal lifestyle because it looks cool, right? Um, and you end up with kids either hanging out with drug dealers or maybe even becoming dealers themselves, who have very little in common with those folks and so you have in the you know so guys like John Morant yeah I'm kind of familiar with those type of dudes I went to school with some of them I grew up around some of them you know again they're not criminals themselves they're not out here you know causing trouble deliberately or trying to you know whatever but they are hanging around people who do or they might be dabbling in that kind of stuff you know because it looks cool and feels cool and all that type of thing um or they think that's what they're supposed to be you know that's the culture you know um and unfortunately some of those kids get caught up some of those kids end up getting you know locked up some of them end up getting killed because you're in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people and um Somebody pulls out a gun or whatever, beef or something, and you get caught up. Now you, yeah, it happens. And I think that's what people are concerned about with John Moran here is that yeah, you know, he's about to get himself caught up in, in some, some some bullshit that, quite frankly, you know, yeah, you know, his situation in life is such that. You know, he does not need to. Well, okay. I'm not condoning selling drugs. All right, not. But there are people who there are people who do that because because of the way life unfolded. That's the only way they can make, make any money. And I, when I say make money, I mean like like money for food. Not you know. Not the kind of stereotypes where, you know, you see people selling drugs and they're riding around in a Rolls Royce or something, right? Um, there are people where that, that's the path. That's the only one in front of them, the plausible or, or doable one for them. Um, and then there are people who, who do it because for them it's, it's an adventure. Um, it's a way to fit in. It's a way to look cool. And both are unfortunate. But the latter is just, it's unfortunate and it's stupid. And so, I get, you know, the people around him are concerned, of course. Because you, know, you don't want him to end up on a police blotter. Or you don't want him to end up, you know, damn crime scene, you know with a chalk outline around him. You don't want that. 
Do I feel sorry for him? Not really. If it happens, some bad happens. No. Because he's in a situation where he does not have to make that call. He does not have to. He, you know, that that's a path he does not have to follow for any reason whatsoever, other than fit in. And from all accounts, you know, um, you know he, he, you know, quote unquote, knows better. Um, he's, you know, he's doing this completely of his own volition. And if he brings something down on himself, man, shit. And all I can do is, you know, it's just say, hey, don't let this happen to you. But no, I guess I don't have a lot of patience because, again, like I said, there are people who choose that life or some other life of criminal activity because they literally have no other, you know, pathway to, you know, feed themselves, right? Um, so for, for anyone else to choose that because, you know, for shits and giggles, basically, you know, sorry, I don't, have a whole, I, don't I got nothing for you, okay? You know, I... I fear and pray for your loved ones that they won't have to bury you or they won't have to come see you in jail and that's all I got um, as far as people kind of you know preaching to him and saying hey man come on you gotta do better you gotta do better he's an adult man he's an adult um, no he doesn't have to do better doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to And again, it'd be a shame. But one thing you can't do is you can't run around trying to save people who don't want to save themselves. Or if somebody's insistent on you know, going over Niagara Falls in a barrel, sometimes you just gotta let them go. And if it happens, you know, I mean, again, pray for his family. You know, be there, have sympathy towards those close to him. For him? Yeah, not really. Anyhow, let's move on. Alright, um, so that, that top 50 list of best rappers ever that was compiled by like a Billboard and Vibe magazine, they're all finished. And it was bad. It was really bad. And so I plan on, uh, if you guys remember Ernest, who was on here last year, uh, I went on his show towards the end of last year, and we, we talked some pro wrestling. We also talked a lot about music, and so we promised we were going to convene to talk about this 50 rappers list. Um, and by the way, look, um, Ernest is going through it a little bit right now. Uh, he's talking about it. You know, he's just some medical stuff he's got going on. Just uh, if, you, if you are the praying type, you know, same one for Ernest, if not, just wishing well wishes, you know, what have you, but, um, this list is terrible, and, well, I, I got the top 20 here, okay, and, and the top 20, the top 20 is bad, well, some of it's bad, it's not all bad, alright, but, I'm not going to run through all of it here, but just the ones that are most egregious. 
All right, they have Kendrick Lamar at number two. Okay. Now, look, I don't listen to a lot of modern-day rap. So, and I've said that before, and I do my best to not be just kind of the ignorant, disrespectful old man who doesn't listen to the stuff but calls it noise. But I have listened to some Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is great. Um, Kendrick Lamar has not had the kind of career that one would have to be the number two rapper all time. I'm sorry. Um, top 50, sure. You know, I wouldn't argue with you, put him in the top 50 somewhere, but number two, come on. Um, Drake, Drake is number eight. Same thing. What in the hell? I'm sorry. I have listened to plenty of Drake. I've listened to enough Drake to know that he's, you know, perfectly fine. Sometimes good. Sometimes, sometimes he's great. Um, but they got him ahead of LL Cool J, which is egregious. Okay. LL Cool J should be no lower than top five. Okay. LL Cool J has done everything you could possibly imagine and, and, and scores just high in every category you could possibly have for a rapper. Okay. Um, I, whether it's album sales or overall career success or skills. And I don't know why. Well, no, I do know. Cause some of y'all are, you know, born in 2000 or something and you're ignorant. Okay. Um, but LL, they have L Kooji at 14, which is ridiculous. Um, the Rock came at number 13. Stop it. Okay. And Ice Cube at 18. Ice Cube is behind J. Cole. Okay. They got Kanye West at 11. Kanye West is not a good rapper by any, by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Kanye West is a great producer. Kanye West is a rapper. Stinks. Well, okay. Maybe Stinks is a bit strong. But. He's not very good. All right. Um, he's a producer who raps like Dr. Dre. And is he better at rapping than Dr. Dre? Sure. But having him at number 11 is ludicrous. Okay. And which, I mean, speaking of ludicrous, he should he, maybe he should be number 11 before Kanye. Good grief. Um, but they got Kanye ahead of Rakim and LL Cool J. J. Cole is ahead of Ice Cube and Big Daddy. Stop it. This is just disgusting. Okay. You know, um, Nicki Minaj at number 10. Again, stop it. Okay. Nicki Minaj had Missy Elliott, had Queen Latifah, had MC Light. Come on, man. Had Salt and Pepper. Stop it. And since it's a co ed list, that means Nicki Minaj is also ahead of Rakim and LL Cool J, which is disgusting. Please. All right. So, so if you're asking, well, who's your top five, Robert? Um, I don't know about top five, but my like top tier or top five or ten. Um, Rakim, LL, Snoop. That's three. Eminem, four. J. Five, um, definitely those five. Um, after that, 
Um, I'll tell you who should be high on the list, much higher on the list than, than however where he is. Will Smith, the Fresh Prince. Okay, um, he has the album sales, right? I mean, because that, look, that's, I can guarantee you that's the main reason for Drake being number eight, just because of sales or downloads or whatever, right? Um, but Will Smith had that, has that, um, he's had the overall career success, the, the cultural impact, Will Smith is still relevant, figure in entertainment at 35 years later after you know um yeah will smith can wrap his ass off all right i mean i don't know like there's this narrative i guess because he did he did pop music and he had this very squeaky clean image you know on the tv show and all of that and But those, if you know, those of us who know, know that Will Smith can wrap his ass off. Will Smith can go toe-to-toe with anybody on the mic and in any setting, whether it's a studio, stadium, New Year's Eve party, award show, block party, whatever. Okay. Yes, you can absolutely put him in your top ten. And I don't know where he landed here, but it wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't even in the top 50, which was disgusting. So, okay, I just checked. He's not on the list. Will Smith is not on the top 50, top 50 rappers. All, stop it. This is disgusting. Okay, this list stinks. And, you know, when me and Ernest convened to talk about it, you know, man, this, this, this yeah, this, this. Stinks. Stinky. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I might make my own top 50 list. Or, I don't know. Or, I'm not going to have top 50. I might get, like, top 20 or something. But this, this stinks. This stinks out loud. Good grief. All right, we're going from the world, the ridiculous world of top 50 rappers to something even more ridiculous. All right, there's more dating talk. Um, all right, somebody on Twitter posed this question. This is for all you ladies out there. <laughs> the ladies, a man invites you over for a nap and shower date. Are you going? He's not made any sexual passes at you or even tried you previously. He just wanna, he just wanna bond honestly and genuinely. Okay. First of all, I have never heard of a nap and shower date. What in the hell is that? Okay. <laughs> what in the hell? Okay. I'm keeping real with y'all. And to any you ladies, if there are any of you ladies listening to this right now, okay. Let me tell you. If I ever invite you over to my place, it is not going to be for a nap and shower date. Okay, ever. Okay. All right. Now, if I <laughs> if I'm inviting you over to my place for something that is 
totally platonic, then it's going to be like a birthday party or some other type of party. We're watching the Super Bowl or something, okay? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do have a few, you know, female friends who are just friends and nothing else. And yeah, I might invite one of them over just if they're not busy. You know, they want to hang out and watch the Super Bowl or something. Okay, fine. Right? But <laughs> let me tell you. Um, I'm not inviting anybody over for a nap in the shower, okay? <laughs> what, what, what on earth is that? I mean, what, what, <laughs> what type of gateway thing are you trying to do there, brother? I mean, seriously, a nap and shower? What? I mean, okay, yeah, this has got to be the dumbest thing ever. And and um, just a word of advice, can you? Again, any ladies that might be listening to this, okay, if you get invited over for a nap and shower date, and if you're wondering whether that's a good idea, let me have you out of here. No. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not a good idea. Okay. <laughs> it just, it, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm still I'm trying to wrap my head around this. A nap and shower date. Wait, a I mean. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't even keep a straight face anymore. Okay. What, what, I mean, I mean, why would you go to somebody else's house to take your shower on some totally platonic or not even platonic but just I don't know like like why 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 I don't know I mean <clears throat> I just, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. What are we doing? I don't know what, I mean, 
I can't even. A nap and shower day. Why would you? Why? Why? Okay. Okay, why would you invite somebody over your house to do things that are basically associated with, you know, having sex, like showering afterwards, or laying in the bed? Or why would you invite somebody over to do that? But then, but not with sex. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to figure this out, folks. I really am. Um, okay, we're not talking about like, you know, your friend calls you and, <clears throat> you know, they're driving a long distance to or from somewhere and they're getting tired and they need, they really feel like, you know, they should just crash for the night and they happen to be near you and, and they're one, can they come crash at your place? Okay, I mean, yeah, that's fine. Yes, absolutely. Anybody? Yes. Okay. Um, or again, if, you know, they're on their way somewhere and, you know, they're in your area and they don't have time to go back home to shower and, yeah, man, can I come by your place and, you know, take a shower? I guess. I mean, it's not particularly common thing, but I mean, it wouldn't be, sound crazy. But somebody inviting you to come over to their house specifically to take a shower and a nap. Somebody who wants, and, and granted, this is somebody who is interested in you, who wants to, because they're calling a nap and shower date. So that means they, they, that means they want to hit it, okay? And they're calling you, they're inviting you to come over to their house to do things that are associated with hitting it, but not hit it. And I, I, I mean, and so it just wants to bond. <sighs> oh, man. No, just, just, I got nothing. I got nothing. <sighs> Ladies, that man wants to hit it. Okay. He can dress it up and call it whatever he wants. He wants to hit it. And... For some reason, he can't just come out and say that. For some reason, he he feel like he got to go around robbing his barn to get around to trying to hit it. But the reality is, he wants to hit it. But I guess maybe he's, well, someone replies was saying, man, this dude is broke, and that's probably it. Which, guys, I'm sorry, fellows, fellow brethren. Okay, I'm sorry, guys, but your money is a part of dating. Yes, it is. Finances are a part of dating. Yes, they are. Um, you want to be rich? You're going to date. But yeah, your 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 finances and your ability to pay for certain things absolutely does affect your dating pool. Okay.
Um, yeah, it does. All right, that's reality. And you know, and but that's just what it is. Cause look, look, look. Sorry for the sorry for the pausing here. Um Um Look Alright, I mean I'm I'm at a certain income level. I'm at, you know, a certain level of being able to pay for things. And even in my dating aspirations, you know, I'm at a point in life where like, no, I can't I can't like pay somebody's bills or something. Right? Um I got so yeah, I mean I have certain financial kind of parameters for who I would want to date. Okay. Um, and they just kind of are what they are, and you know, and, and I get that I do that with the understanding that yes, there are going to be people who, if I were to lay them out, if I were to lay those standards out on the table, there are going to be people who look at me like, really do. Um, but it, that's part of what it is, all right. Um, and I mean, look, okay, it sucks if that's if that's all you, if that's legit all you can offer somebody, then yeah, that sucks. Okay, we don't need no, no jokes or nothing for that. It it, it sucks. Um, well, if it's not all you can offer somebody, if it's just some type of angle, then <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, yeah, just. Nap and shower. I, come on, man. Come on. You, you, I mean, just if if you're broke, then be honest and say, "Look, I ain't got no money. I don't have a whole lot of money. I'll make a whole lot of money. So, I, you know, I can't be out here taking you to this place and that place and the other. All right. I mean, or maybe you know what? Instead of a nap and shower date, maybe you know, how about? We're having a cooking dinner for somebody. Yeah. You know, cook. Yeah, what happened to that? Right? I mean. That's better than a nap and shower. Okay. And you could probably cook dinner cheaper than taking them to a restaurant. But, you know, nap and shower? What? Anyhow, all right, that's enough of that. Rambling. It's just ridiculous. It's ludicrous. Come on, guys. Got to do better than this. We got to do better, fellas. All right, uh, that's it for this one. Uh, 
as a, it's Monday morning, so it's Monday after the Super Bowl. So congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs winning the second championship. And more importantly, thank you for denying the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> look, man, look, that NFC East hate don't die, brother. Um, but, um, yeah, like I said, thanks, you know, and uh, Rihanna did, did a great job. And, you know, look, it's, it's our, in our nature to nitpick and compare, you know. So, yeah, I said this on Twitter, I'll say it here, you know, grading her performance in a vacuum on its own. I give it an A. Okay, the woman is. We found out later on that she's pregnant, and so she went out there and she was on these super high altitude platforms and all of that, and you know she did the hits, and and look, she, and she has a hell of a catalog. Okay, like she left at least half a dozen hits on on the. You know, on the table, basically, or back in the cabinet, or whatever you, you know you want to call it. Um, so, look, judging it on its own, yeah, that was great. Um, but you know, I mean, if you have to, I mean, if we're going to put it in like the, you know, going to rank it among other halftime performances, I mean, I don't look. I don't think it's disparaging to say that, you know, Prince was better, Beyonce was better, you know, there are some other ones, you know, <clears throat> and that's, and you, know, you can, you can say that without it being hating, okay, like, like we, like we have to learn, well, I guess we don't have to, well, it'd be nice if we did get, you know, understand <laughs> That saying that, you know, saying that somebody, yes, somebody did a good job or even a great job here, but these other folks did the same thing, did a better job when they did it or had, you know, whatever. I mean, it's not Hayden, okay? But, you know, any, anyhow, look, she did great. And, and, and of course, look, and as soon as, you know, people, you know, <laughs> like a few seconds in, People were wondering if she was pregnant again. I think because of what she was wearing, and then also the fact that like she clearly was not, you know, engaging in the full choreography <laughs> that her backup dancers were doing, and those were kind of tells. And so, congratulations again. And look, <laughs> um, look, uh, brothers. Okay. Ain't no need to get mad about her, you know. Ain't no need to get mad about it, okay. You didn't have no shot with her. Even if she wasn't with what's got ASAP Rocky, whatever his name is. Even if she wasn't with him, you didn't have no shot with her, brother, okay. <laughs> okay, you didn't. Okay. There's zero chance that she that she would ever been walking around with two of your babies. <laughs> and it's it's fine, really it is. And congratulations to her and uh ASAP Rocky, and I'm I'm saying it like that because to me it's just a silly sounding name, but anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so um, other than that, um, you gotta get a rest in peace to a uh, true boy, the Dove of De La Soul, plug two of De La Soul. News came out Sunday, day of the Super Bowl, that he passed away, fifty four. Um. 
for if you're in my generation, De La Soul was one of just the unsung. Well, maybe unsung is not the wrong word, but underappreciated rap groups. All right, I mean they did well for themselves, but they never were just look on their best day. They were they were as good as any rap group out there, whether it was the music they put out or performing. Um, and they never got that type of, you know, love. And they just recently got the rights to their music back or, or, or secured the rights to their music. And it's finally going up on all the streaming platforms. So please, um, it's going to like in, in a few weeks it's all going to be up there go listen to some of it there's some really great stuff that they did over the years um, you know from Three Feet High and Rising to De La Soul is Dead Stakes It High um, Balloon Mind State you know, and, you know they, they had some other stuff later on um, it's all great stuff you should listen to it it's you know they were one of the the earlier groups to just kind of go off the beaten path and, and get weird, you know. Uh, but they weren't like the uncool kids either, right? I mean, and, but it's a whole thing worth looking into. Google native tongues and, you know, if you've never heard about it or whatever, and go listen to some of their stuff when it's available. That's, you know, and buy it, right? You, you know, if you know, however it's available, you know, buy some of it. Yeah, you want if you want to pay tribute to the man, buy some of his work, so that you know his family can get something out of this, get something out of the, his career. And um, yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, so rest in peace. Thank you for all, and thank you guys once again for riding with me for another episode. And as always, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. God bless you guys, and I'll talk to you next time.